Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of smart, compassionate guests, you will come away with insights and tactics to help you find the agency and space to simplify and declutter your home, time, mental space, and more. Hello, friends. In the first episode of 2024, the episode is called Tips for Gentle Entry into the New Year. I opened by sharing an essay I wrote on Substack called The Radical Act of Rest. I will link both the episode and the Substack essay in the show notes if you would like to dig deeper into what that was all about and all the backstory. But in a nutshell, this period of time spanned from December 15th to January 15th and was a month that I carved out with great intention (laughs) given the chaotic fourth quarter of 2023 that I was working. I was so very ready for that period of time, and it ended up being truly magical. I have been thinking a lot about that month, and I wanted to share some lessons that I think will be relevant to all of you, whether you have the potential for a half hour to rest or a longer stretch like I was able to carve out. And the thing is, the seven lessons I'm going to share are all things that can be carried forward into regular life. I think the space of this period of time helped me learn new things or see things that I believe to be true, but periodically struggled to execute with deeper clarity. Let's jump right in. The first lesson is you deserve rest. Bottom line, end of story, no excuses. So after I posted my piece on the radical act of rest, someone asked if I had read Rest is Resistance by Tricia Hersey. I had not. I am currently reading it. And one thing Hersey makes clear is that the whole narrative around needing to earn rest is absurd and unfounded. On page 60, she writes, As a culture, we don't know how to rest, and our understanding of rest has been influenced by the toxicity of grind culture. We believe rest is a luxury, privilege, and an extra treat we can give to ourselves after suffering from exhaustion and sleep deprivation. Rest isn't a luxury, but an absolute necessity if we're going to survive and thrive. Rest isn't an afterthought, but a basic part of being human. I found this particularly moving and eye-opening to read because I definitely felt the potential for criticism as I prepared to share about my month of radical rest. 
I framed it in one follow-up post as a privilege and something that I worked very hard to make happen. Trisha Hersey definitely gave me some food for reframing here. The second lesson, which is more of a reminder given how much I love open space, Asha and I have talked about serendipity space on this podcast, is that you deserve to protect open space with loving ferocity. It occurred to me that one trap I could have fallen into in this particular window of timing was doing more over the holidays. And so whether it's the holidays or some other time, my new mantra is protect open space with loving ferocity. It's worth noting, I do have childhood holiday trauma that has always left me very protective at this time of year. I probably err on the side of wanting to avoid potential sources of chaos. And I really want to be able to focus on the things that I know will feel good and bring me joy. And this holiday break, our travel plans ended up shifting around. And I had already set some boundaries on our plans and what we could do and what we could not do. But then all of a sudden, because of the change of timing, we technically could have gone the extra mile to tack on another engagement, which would have involved hours and more time in the car, etc. And I definitely wrestled with it. I felt bad. I felt like I was letting people down. I had all those doubts creep in. But ultimately, I was like, no, hold the line. I just needed to trust that that was okay. I was honest about it. It worked out just fine. And really better than fine, because I know that if I had gone that extra mile, I would have been utterly exhausted after. We'll be right back. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And... What aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you struggle with boundaries and the general complexities of peopling? Relationships are necessary to our well-being and some relationships are just well complicated. A good chunk of the work I have done in therapy centers on relationships, how to own my part of the story, how to let go of relationships that are toxic, and how to navigate challenging relationships in a way that doesn't drain me. And all of this work helps me show up better for myself and also as a partner, mom, friend, family member, and business owner. If you're thinking of starting therapy, check out BetterHelp. This online therapy platform was designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash edit. The third lesson I learned from my radical act of rest was really quite fascinating. I had an opportunity to reframe how I think about getting things done. A follow-up post I wrote to that radical act of rest post was called, What on Earth Are You Doing? (laughs) Because a lot of people asked me what the heck I was doing with my month off. That was really usually the first question when people heard I was doing this. And the biggest thing that was so fascinating was to experiment with not assigning due dates to different tasks. Now, you may be like, hold up, what? Christine loves due dates. And it is true. I do live and breathe by my app Todoist. I have a whole mini edit on how to use it. I'll link it up in the show notes. But what was unusual about this month was that I set up a project in Todoist and I called it Slow Gear Month. And I put little unicorn emojis around it. (laughs) And I set up four categories for personal, kids, holiday, and professional And I just populated those lists with things as I thought of them on the fly. And another differentiator from how I usually do things in Todoist is that I set it up in board mode versus just straight list mode. And somehow, I don't know, I think it felt good. It sort of felt like the original vision I had, which was tacking up post-its on a wall. Something about that visual shift, I think, was important for me. But the real big shift was, unless something was time sensitive, like a social engagement, I did not assign it a due date. I just wanted to be able to look at this board each morning and see what felt fun or inspiring to tackle that day. And it ended up being a really fantastic way to operate. I was tuning in to what I actually wanted to do versus some arbitrary deadlines I set for myself. And it was just really wonderful. I want to experiment with this further as I move forward. The fourth lesson was that relationships are everything. This is not new news, but in this era where people struggle so much with connection and friendships are a common source of questions here at Edit Your Life, I have a couple of really great episodes I will link up for sure in the show notes and more content forthcoming. I thought it would be worth discussing this here because it was something I really focused on. So one of my big priorities during this month was time with people and just really sinking into the ability to connect. And one thing I was super intentional about was I flipped a lot of those we should get togethers into actually getting together. So I booked coffee or lunch dates with a cheerful let's make it happen determination, in particular for friends where we've been struggling to schedule things over time and I just wanted to make it happen. And that happened. It was great. I caught up with friends who don't live locally by phone or through Zoom calls. I connected with my in-laws and my family of origin around the holidays, including a beautiful first time ever visit to see the Boston Pops for their holiday show. Sidebar, as a former semi-professional violinist who has played at Symphony Hall, it was such a moving experience and really wonderful to share this concert environment with my kids. And I spent a ton of time with John, Laurel, Violet, and my dog, James. It was just so wonderful and so nourishing. And a very excellent reminder of what's really important. The fifth lesson, which is something I kind of returned to, was that rest offers the capacity to feel and notice. Back in the summer, after my big leap into uncertainty, I shared a post called Season of Noticing. I will link it up in the show notes. 
And in that post, I wrote about how I felt like my transition of going from 150 to 45 miles per hour resulted in this remarkable space for me to engage in a season of noticing. It really reminded me of when I got glasses when I was in the fourth grade. And on the ride home, I hung my head out the window in awe, being able to see little details like the gravel in the pavement and the leaf outlines in passing trees. It's just one of many reasons why space and rest is so important. More awe over the small things, which is so wonderful. More recently, related to this idea of rest and the capacity to feel and notice, I shared an essay called Reframing Convalescence. Right at the tail end of my month of radical rest, I needed to be in convalescent care mode for both of my kids. And then I also ended up getting rather knocked out by my second shingles vaccine dose. I will link up that post because it shares both what I learned from leaning into convalescing on my own and also how it opened my eyes to something else, how I notice and give to others, in particular in this example to my kids. It was really, really wonderful. And I just want to be able to do more feeling and experiencing and less tamping down in life. The tamping down never seems to work out for me. The sixth lesson is that having that space allowed me to stop being ridiculous about ridiculous things. So I only had this realization recently specific to what I'm about to talk about, but I think the pandemic messed with how I thought about basic occurrences in the outside world, both from a scarcity and opportunity perspective and also a peopling perspective. Pre-pandemic, I used to get my hair cut maybe twice a year. My hair grows really fast. It is very thick. And so I would just book appointments when I felt like I needed them, when my hair was really bugging me. But then when the pandemic hit, obviously salon visits were off the table and I went a long time before taking matters into my own hands. And I ended up lopping off my hair with a pair of dog grooming scissors. Yes, there's video of it. It was pretty funny. And when it finally did end up being fine to go back to salons, I still found I was kind of in this pattern where I would book very scarcely. And that ended up being once a year, even though my hair would be aggravating me well before that. And so this break offered me kind of like a little reset. I realized I didn't have the I'm too busy, no time excuse. I could easily go during a less busy time. So I just booked the appointment and stopped being ridiculous. So I want to be a little less ridiculous moving forward. The seventh lesson I learned was I still love working. (laughs) So one thing that was really important to me during this time, especially given the type of creator I am, was I intentionally did not set goals. I did not build anything new. I really loved the slow pace. And I will say I was still doing things like writing and preparing the podcast, but not to do any consulting work was very, very different. And so I was actually a little nervous about returning to consulting after this break, given how much I loved my time off. But then on my first day back, I had my first client call of the year, and I felt so energized through this conversation about the capacity to use my creative skills to solve problems and connect people and make things happen and find solutions. And that just was really energizing and wonderful. I felt So happy after that call. And actually, after this recording, I will be digging back into that work. Okay, after the break, I want to share about some of the nitty gritty for my slow gear month, since people tend to love nitty gritty from me. We'll be right back. 
As you know, I am all about micro-improvements, and if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. When I was creating my Todoist Slow Gear Month board, in addition to the four categories of types of things that I was doing, personal, kids, holiday, and professional, four categories emerged as I was thinking about these different tasks and how extra space makes them all feel doable. And so I thought it would be fun to share these different categories and some examples of how they played out. The first category was I found that there are small, satisfying tasks that often get punted down your daily to-do list when life just feels too busy. So for example, I finally hemmed a pair of pajamas that I had tripped over a dozen times. It was so satisfying and literally took five minutes. It was so easy. It was ridiculous. Another one in this bucket was I broke down Lego sets for donating. A a friend of mine had made a call for donations of Legos. So I answered that call with a whole bunch of sets. I also broke down sets for regifting, which was really, really fun because my niece right now is really into Legos and I have all these amazing sets that Vi put together once and then that was it. They just sat there. So they're intact and beautiful. And a really amazing example that I tackled right at the very end of my period of rest was decluttering and organizing our bathroom closet that was erupting with ratty old towels and sheets every time I opened the door. This project was hugely impactful and also a little ridiculous. So I normally am not a fan of the dump everything out of the closet and start fresh approach. Anybody who has been here with me for a while knows that I usually find that super overwhelming. But this closet is very small and there was no other way to do it because 
you couldn't put anything else in unless you took things out. So I just dumped all the sheets, all the towels, and then there was just a pile of other stuff on the bottom, shampoos, toothpaste, a radiator, all this stuff. Anyway, it probably took an hour and a half to go through and refold things. And seriously, half of the things in there were ratty or missing pieces. So I would have a flat sheet, but not its matching fitted sheet, which I was reminded we didn't have because the fitted sheets always get ripped up in some way. And then we had all these ratty, stained, unraveling towels that were still stuffed in there. So by the time I moved all the old towels and sheets, either for rags or disposal, I was left with a very tidy and reasonable collection of items that all fit into the existing shelves without being jammed in. It actually reminded me of talking to Shira Gill about organized home living solutions. I'll link that up in the notes. And we were talking about the beauty of only having one set of sheets for a bed so you never have to fold and store dreaded fitted sheets anymore. Give it a try. (laughs) The second category was adulting to-dos that aren't technically hard, but they feel utterly impossible when life is too busy. And I have two examples here. The first was that we switched our family wireless plan. And seriously, this would have felt absolutely impossible during a regular working period. We wanted to make the switch to Mint Mobile. It had been something I had been thinking about, and I will say we did it, and we are thrilled. And it was a good reminder that this was a really impossible-feeling task, but in reality took maybe an hour to think through the to-dos and collect info like account numbers and phone details into a Google Doc, and then it did end up taking two and a half to three hours to actually make the switch because we needed to do that on the phone with customer service for four different lines, but it ended up after we survived that being wonderful, we are just thrilled about this switch and we're saving a ton of money every month. The second bit of adulting that isn't technically hard but feels impossible when life is too busy is that while Laurel's home on break, I wanted to find a notary and coordinate a time because we needed Laurel, John, and I to all be available to sign her power of attorney documents. This was a huge piece of mind task. I've had these papers prepared since I think the fall, but it's just been really challenging to find a time when we were all available during business hours to get them signed. So huge peace of mind, and it took all of 20 minutes to actually do it. The third bucket was bigger tasks that are very fulfilling, but feel hard to fit in when life is too busy. Again, In the big picture, these things didn't take a ton of time, but I did need some open windows of brain time to really concentrate. So for example, longer range planning for Edit Your Life. The survey responses that have come in have been so wonderful and informative. I've already been making some changes based on constructive feedback. It's been so good. Another important thing to me was responding to you listeners. People write the most touching, vulnerable letters to me. And it just pains me when I don't have the time to sit down and respond. So over this break period, I responded to all of the personal notes that people wrote to me dating back, I think, to February 2023. It was a little embarrassing, but better done than perfect, as I like to say. And then the third bigger task that was super fulfilling, but was hard to fit in when I was in my usual mode was revamping my christineco.com website. This included majorly streamlining, reorganizing, building out a page for my consulting work, which shockingly did not really exist to that point. Again, I don't know. It probably took a total of three or four hours. I hadn't planned anything out in advance, so I was figuring out what I wanted to do and implementing it in real time. (laughs) 
just how I do things sometimes. Uh, so it was really, really great to get that set before the new year. And the fourth category is super joyful things that are hard to sink into as fully or struggle to prioritize when life is too busy. So this was things like social engagements. I already covered this in my point about relationships being everything. I baked a truly obscene and wonderful amount of holiday cookies to share with neighbors. That is such a joyful holiday tradition for me and my kids. I made fire starters. I figured out an even lazier way to do it, which was really satisfying. I have a mini edit on do-it-yourself fire starters. I took the time to sit at the library and peruse book options. That was incredible. And I had space for food preparation and recipe experimentation. And as someone who enjoys cooking and baking, it's a huge thing to not have to do the frantic rushing around these things that makes this task feel so onerous during the work week. For your next edit, I would like you to experiment with finding and engaging in 15 minutes of rest today. If you are great at power napping, amazing. But if not, Think of other things that nourish you in a restful state, whether that is reading, preparing and enjoying a cup of coffee, doodling, what have you. Let yourself be still and quiet and delight in the fact that those minutes are yours. Protect that open space with loving ferocity. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life, a review on Apple Podcasts, or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.